Love reading books? Want to write a novel of your own? Then First We Write is just for you. Last episode, we talked about character development, and I wanted to continue to talk today about that, but a very specific aspect of your characters. I want to talk about dialogue. Have you considered how your characters are going to speak? Your character's voice is instantly going to tell your audience a lot about them. Are they smart and clever? Do they use extravagant words to impress? Maybe they're a little slow or naive. Do they have an unusual speech pattern, like a stutter when they're shy, or an unusual exclamation they give when they're surprised? Maybe they rely heavily on slang. They might use a lot of rude words to punctuate their points, or, as my great-grandmother used to call it with haughty disdain, they use a bit of luddy talk. That single phrase probably gives you an idea about my great-grandmother's personality, right? It doesn't take much dialogue for us to start to form an opinion about a character's perspective on the world. So, when you're writing dialogue, think about your character's background. Who are they? Where do they come from? Let these elements guide the language they use, which will in turn influence how other characters see them or respond to them. You might even go so far as to have a character who talks one way in public and another way in private, because they have a public reputation they need to uphold. Of course, your characters are varied individuals, so not all of them will speak the same way. Some will speak faster, some will speak slower. They use different phrases, possess different accents, or describe the world in terms that are important to them. A sailor is going to describe a sailing ship in a very different way than a man who's never seen the sea. Consider your character's limitations, and don't let them talk about things they don't know. People also consider the world differently at different times in their lives. Experience and enthusiasm will change and shift as someone grows older, and each person will find different objects interesting. This isn't always easy to do, of course. We have our own voice in our head, and sometimes it's hard to break out of our own speech patterns. If you need inspiration, you can sit in a busy place and listen to how people converse around you. Yes, I am suggesting you eavesdrop, but only for the purposes of good, not evil. Draw inspiration from the subjects they're discussing, and pay attention to what they find exciting. You can write down snippets and phrases you hear, and let these influence how your characters talk. If eavesdropping isn't your thing, you can try reading a play or two. Or even better, read a screenplay and then watch the movie. Compare the words in the script to how the dialogue is delivered, and pay attention to how the actors use language to shape their performance. There's another consideration when creating your character, and that's where they are. The location of your story guides your character's decisions. It provides them with what they need to survive and thrive, or not. The landscape has a personality of its own, and in many ways it's almost a character itself. Grapes of Wrath wouldn't have been the same book if it took place in the Alps during the last Ice Age. Just like The Catcher in the Rye would have been a very different story if it took place on the mosquito-infested Amazon Delta during the rainy season. You probably already have an idea of where you want your book to take place, but think about why you want to set it there. And just for fun, see if your idea can be set somewhere else that might support the narrative better. When you're thinking about your location, start big. What's the broad category? The country? The region? Think about geological features too, like a shoreline or an island, rural or urban, mountains or grasslands. Is the climate harsh? 
or is the living easy? The landscape will either challenge your characters or support them. It will influence their development and who they become. Then go smaller. Do you want to set your story in a particular city or town? In a particular neighborhood or street? What are the unique elements that this location provides to your narrative and will set your book apart from others? Don't forget to consider the time of year, too. Seasons and holidays, for example. How are those expressed in the landscape you're choosing or creating? What sort of weather can your characters expect? Lastly, learn as much as you can about your location. If it's a real place, get to know it better by watching weather reports and news reports, visiting tourist websites, and examining maps. Contact museums to learn about the history of the area. If possible, walk the landscape with your own two feet, talk to people who live there, and try to visualize your characters interacting with the land. Don't be shy about approaching people to ask questions and take notes. I found that many people are eager to help once they learn you're writing a book about the area where they live. Even if your setting is fictional, you can draw maps and research similar landforms and create the world just as you've created your character. Describe as much as you can about the place, even if those details don't make it into your book. Consider its geology, the climate, plants, trees, rocks, mountains, and rivers. When you're writing your outline, remember that the setting is as important to the story as your characters. It can be a character in and of itself, and it will guide them and their choices as they navigate your plot. Ah, so now we're on to plot. So what exactly is the plot of your story? Well, basically, the plot of a story boils down to these simple elements. Your main character wants something. For some reason, they can't get it. They overcome that reason and either achieve what they desire or fail. Simple, right? <laughs> no, not simple, I know. You can spend weeks trying to come up with an interesting conflict. One thing you can try, though, is to go back to your main character and think about his or her desires. Is there something they want? What challenges must they overcome to get it? Immediately, you've created a conflict. Another option is to look at your character's fears. What's something that your character is really uncomfortable, or better yet, terrified of doing? Put them in a situation where they must do this thing, either against their will or with great reluctance, and that spawns conflict too. Once you've got a conflict, you can begin to develop the path that takes your character from the beginning of the story to the end, from the setup to the resolution, and that's your plot. So, for example, Here's one way to structure a plot. First, start by introducing your reader to your characters and their conflict. The best way to do this is show instead of tell. Show your readers that your character is terrified of snakes, not by having him say, I'm scared of snakes, but by throwing him in a pit of snakes and having him react. Second, ramp up the conflict to a point where things just can't continue the way they are. The character needs to act. There has to be a change. His house is surrounded by snake dens, and he just can't ignore them anymore. They're crawling in through the pipes, they're in his bed, they're in the toilet, they're everywhere. The breaking point will be the climax of the story. Third, the main character who has now been put in an impossible situation by the climax must act and find a way out, a way to change the world, a way to solve their problem. This is the story's resolution. He can't get away from the snakes, so he forces himself to learn as much as he can about snake behavior, and he comes to understand that snakes are a beautiful and vital part of the ecosystem, and he has a change of heart and turns his home into a snake refuge and becomes the world's leading herpetologist. Look, I didn't say it was going to be a good story. This is a pretty simple plot structure, but the more difficult the problem, the more convoluted the plot, the more interesting the story. 
If you've created vibrant and interesting characters with well-developed personalities, you can use your characters to guide you towards a compelling story that will enchant your readers and carry them along wherever you choose to take them. So there you go. Dialogue, location, and plot. It's a lot to cover in one little episode, but next week we're going to start writing. So spend some time with your characters, get to know them, and then prepare to stick them in the worst situation they can possibly imagine. Don't be shy. Being an author means taking delight in putting your beloved characters through hell. First We Write is a production of Fox and Bee Studio. Thanks to Sean Pickett for sound production and for his music. This week, the opening song is called Astoria, and today we're closing with the song Tofino. <laughs>